The Quick Smart Comedy Show was originally broadcast on SoundArt Radio. For more programming, visit soundartradio.org. Coming up on today's show, an intergalactic prison, an interspecies boxing match, and an interesting turn of events. Welcome to the wonderful world of the quick smile. Comedy show with friends and guests, stuff, things. It's the quick, smart comedy show. Let's meet your hosts, David and James. Welcome to the Quick Smart Show on Sound Art Radio. You're joining me, James, the host for the show today. Uh, unfortunately, a bit odd, really, because usually there's two of us. There's uh, myself, James, and alongside me is my uh, my main man, my uh, my homeboy, my uh, schoolyard friend, the schoolboy, the small package, Dave. Uh, unfortunately, he's not here. Um, I'm about to go and meet him, actually, so I thought I'd start the show now, uh, and you could come with me on this kind of audio audio adventure, this um, exploration of what's happening. To describe to you what I'm seeing, it's quite a weird place that I'm in. I'm not even quite sure where it is myself. Uh, walking down the corridor, it's uh, a lot of black goo, kind of black ice, almost. Uh, it's kind of an otherworldly feel to it, a bit like a, I don't know, almost like a cave. I just saw myself in the mirror reflect a thousand times over, each one with a different facial expression. That was quite weird. Oh, I just walked through this door, okay. Yep, uh, and there's Dave just ahead of me. Oh, he's picking up a telephone there. I best do the same. Hello, David. Hello, James. I'm uh, sorry to see you in uh, such troubled times. Well, yeah, I understand the, the two things you said there, the troubled times being your own and you seeing me, which is pertaining to my situation, which I've come to see you. And uh, equally, I'm sorry to see you in these troubled times, David. You know, I see uh, you've you've lost a lot of weight. Yeah, well, um. Of course, I've not been eating well without you around. Normally, you, you, you cook the meals. So I've just been sat at home, um, just sort of eating mainly sort of um, uncooked grains. Uh, I, I bet, David. And I'm just, I'm talking to the listener now, just to describing what the kind of situation that you're in is. Four by four walls. Yeah, it's a very small, it's a very small room that I've just been ushered into. Yeah, absolutely. And I imagine your, your state of mind is something similar, you know, a caged animal, no doubt. Well, I mean, I didn't like coming into the prison, I'll be honest. Um, but, you know, I thought I would come in here to see you, James. You know, I didn't want to think of you trapped here alone without my moral support, without my emotional support. You, you, you've, you've chucked in a word there, David, prison. And I, I didn't want to kind of set you off. I didn't know if that would be like a ticking time bomb of, um, you know, Scrabble, if we played that word. And uh, you played it. Um... How, how are you feeling about the old the old P word? The old P word. Well, I thought you know much the same as you, James. I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to beat her on the bush, James. I wanted to address the issue head on. You know, prison. We're here. I'm putting my hands on the glass, James. Put your hand to mine. We need a, an emotional connection. David, I'm going to put my hand up there and just say for you right now. You know, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. 
And you're, in this case, the few. I've always said that. I've always thought I was the many. And that's why I'm here, James. No, you've got it the wrong way around there, David, because I've, in that situation, just like this situation, one of us is looking in, the other's looking out. And uh, frankly, I'm the one looking in. Yeah, you're looking, you're looking in in yourself, aren't you, James? You're just, you're just contemplating a life. Yeah, your life. Your life as you dwindle away. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I mean, I'm not going to totally dwindle away. Obviously, I'll miss you deeply, James. But I think I've still got my life to live. That's the way to think about it, David. You know, don't give up. Hit those books and hit those weights. Well, no, I think once I've, uh, I've sort of stopped visiting you, I think they'll just let me out and uh, I'll be on my way. Right. I don't really know what you mean by that, David, because um, obviously this is uh, your hourly visit that I'm, I've come to see you in. Well, it is a prison, yeah, and you know I've, you know, as you say, it's an hour allotted that I've been given to see you. Uh, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm really surprised at what good spirits you are in, James. I, I, I heard the, I heard the guard say it was a life sentence. I don't think you'll be getting out anytime soon, James. I, I, yeah, I know. I heard the big, giant floating brain tumor as well, David, when he said about it. But you know, that he's talking about you. you you're in prison. I, I don't know what the mix-up here is, David. But uh, well, I'm not, I'm not sure if you describe it as talking. It was more sort of some. Pul- some pulsation from the floating brain and i i could weirdly see the uh the thought waves just crossing the room of all days david your, your visiting hours are probably nearly up i imagine so um oh that was it yeah so i'll be on my way um that, that's probably about and it felt like an hour so yeah chin up james i mean david you, you're wearing orange overalls there david that's say prison inmate 215 well i thought because now i've seen you and you're all wearing an orange jumpsuit prisoner 215 I just presumed that what they would do is when the visitor comes in, they put on the same outfit as the prisoner they're visiting. Maybe we should both kind of go over what's just happened, because now that I think about it, um, I have been treated like a prisoner and done exactly the same things as a prisoner would do. Yeah, I think I got here seven days ago, and uh, I just thought it was a really intense introduction for um, someone visiting a prisoner. Yeah, I was bound in chains... I was uh, locked in the cell for 24 hours. Uh, I was given um, a thin gruel for breakfast, lunch and dinner. I was then given the orange jumpsuit 215. So, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to put a picture together now, David. I think looking up now and looking at the sign above this uh, two-way mirror that we're both looking through and using the telephone for, it says inmate to inmate communications. Oh, yeah. um, maybe there's part of our memory that's missing uh or we're both just very slow well it could be either uh ooh. oh my god david i just put it all together david there's a i think we're in some sort of prison do you think yeah i do i do think oh no I, that would make sense with the jumpsuits and all the armed guards and all the prisoners and all the prison food and the prison yard i just haven't put it together neither have i and i think it's worse than just a normal prison david i think it's some sort of weird extraterrestrial three-dimensional interdimensional something dimensional going on here david i'll tell you that much it's weird i agree with you this is not a normal prison my only problem what you just said is implying that a normal prison isn't 3d i think most prisons they do have height width and depth so i think that is um a slight inaccuracy but it doesn't detract from the fact that we're in some sort of you know, alien penitentiary system. Not sure what you're talking about there, David, because I think the extra dimension of time has been added and I think that's going backwards here. I'm getting younger as the second goes past. Well, that'd be four dimensions then, wouldn't it? So then you haven't... You you missed a dimension earlier. Oh, my God. God, this is a four-dimensional prison, James. Oh, God. Wait, David, I think something's starting to appear just behind that wall there. That wall started shimmering in some sort of 
light beams headed through. Uh, hello, chaps. Uh, it's Olaf here. Prison manager, uh, you may recognise the face, but I assure you the underneath is quite, quite different. Olaf, what are you doing here? Have you come to save us? Ah, uh, no, quite the contrary, actually, chaps. It's not Olaf, it's a um, hologrammatic representation of Olaf. Uh, it's just something that we thought you might recognise, you know? And I'm actually not here to save you, I'm actually here to pass judgement on you. You know, sentencing. Sentencing? What are you talking about? I beg of you, Olaf. Sure, I've said nasty things behind your back. Sure, James and I, James in particular, doesn't respect you. But boy, would it go a long way to us actually liking you if you helped us get out of this prison, Olaf. I'm pretty sure I made it quite clear that I'm not actually Olaf. Just a hologram, I thought, you know, coming through the wall, made of light, might give it away, but uh, okay. It's not the real Olaf. This is a projection, a hologrammatic projection uh, created from your subconscious. So we're in a real prison, but you're a projection to make us feel at home? No, you've got it all wrong. You're not in a prison. You're in a virtual prison. You're actually in a... A VR headset uh, on a, a distant planet your own uh, awaiting trial. What do you mean? What do you mean VR jail? Yeah, you, you, you're just you're still in the space, of course. You know, on another distant planet. It's, it's, it's just it's not here. You know, this is just a VR experience. Oh, I see. So we've been taken to an alien planet where they've put us in a VR headset and generated another alien planet. But to make us feel at home on this alien planet, they've generated a hologram of someone who we occasionally come across to make us feel like we were back on Earth. You know, outside of the simulation chats, your mind couldn't handle the, the, the intense things you would see. Right, so what, what is there out in the real world? Uh, well, you know, uh, di- diamond clouds. Sounds quite nice. I think I could, I could comprehend that. Yeah, it was lovely, yeah. Right, okay, so what other horrible... Evil things are out there that we're being protected from, Olaf. I need to know. Well, you, 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 you couldn't even comprehend these, these, these things. Right, well, try me. Well, no, no. Right, why is the audio so bad? Why can I can barely hear David? Yeah, it's something to do with the uh, the bundling system that we use, the old VR system, you know, not, not really fit for the human mind. The old homo sapien brain. See what I mean about the audio, though, Olaf? I mean, that's just peaking all over the place. That was a lot to take in. We need a piece of information from you both, and then once you tell us, you're free to go. All right. Well, free to go from the VR prison or the real prison? Well, both, probably. Well, there's only one prison. It's the VR prison. You would have sat in a room otherwise. But are we prisoners in the real world? Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know your criminal history. I'm just... Far away, Olaf. What do you want to know? If I take you chaps back about a week ago... Right, OK, so I just... I've just been thrown in the room and just been given my first portion of gruel. Right, okay, I'm getting in the zone. Yes, and of course, uh, during such time, uh, yeah, you may have remembered that you were in space, you know, uh, away from your home, planet of Earth. Was, I don't know what for. In fact, I'm quite curious about why you were. Uh, at that point, we determined that you were traitors to the crown and uh, we thought it best to put you in prison. VR prison. You know, we didn't think it would take you a week to uh, put the pieces together, but it did. Uh, it took that long for me to appear. Usually it takes about yeah, 10 Earth minutes for a prisoner to realise where they are. I think you're giving me uh, too much credit here, Olaf, because I don't think I've pieced it together yet. 
So we're... Again, not Olaf. Well, who, who, what is your name being? Being of light. Uh, Olaf Mark II? That, that's fine. Olaf Mark II. I have no idea what you're talking about. Prior to, to you know, having a diet purely made up of liquid gruel, the last thing I remember was being in the, the, uh, the radio station. I, I, the next thing I remember, I woke up in, uh, in jail. So, what's all this space? I haven't been to space. Oh, buddy, I think there's been a big mistake. I think what, what's happened is you were looking for another, another couple of uh, good-looking, likely lads who were probably tearing it up on the uh, galactic highway, breaking the rules, you know, wheeling and dealing. Frankly, all we know is that you, uh, you did intend to commit some sort of crime against us, and uh, that's why I'm here, you know, to determine what that was and, and why. So if you, if you wouldn't mind spilling the criminal beans, we could, uh, I could go back to my natural gelatinous form and uh, you can probably go home or spend your life in VR prison or prison. Quick smart comedy show. Well, welcome back to the Quick Smart Comedy Show on Sound Art Radio. If you were with us before the break, you knew that I was uh, I was trapped inside an alien prison with a hologrammatic version of my former boss back on Earth. But here in this VR headset virtual prison, he is my warden. And in the break, he's transported me to some sort of desert landscape. I'm not quite sure what it is. We, Olaf Mark II, is this, a, is this a desert? Are we on a, some sort of moon? Well, firstly, I'd say you, you, you've recapped your situation quite nicely, yes. You've hit every point there quite concisely, yes. I've, I've transported you to another part of the brain, one that isn't melting away into, you know, uh, death. Seems to have taken the form of some sort of desert planet, you know, with uh, eight moons, red sand, uh, five chasms. Uh, yeah, it's very surreal. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. You know, the human mind is, is quite impressive, you know. But I'm, I'm pretty sure my mind isn't this imaginative. I'm usually just thinking of, you know, concrete and um, gravel, just something sort of bland. I, I'd never come up with a, a vivid red, rocky landscape with eight moons and uh, bending clocks. It's just not something I'd come up with. Well, of course, your contribution's still here over in that corner there, the uh, concrete corner. You know, it's just a big pile of cement next to a mixer. That's you. Oh, that makes me feel better. Your conscious mind is slowly dripping out of your eyelids as we speak. I, 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 I'm really sorry. I didn't follow that at all. The sooner you, you give the, me the information I, I desire, the, the quicker your mind will, you know, stay intact. This sounds needlessly complex, Olaf. I, what is happening? The VR headset, I fear... Is melting my brain. Well, I, was, I wasn't going to say anything, David, but earlier I saw some smoke coming out of your nostrils like your mind was literally melting. Yeah, I, it really, I really is. You know, I don't... Oh, ask me a question. I bet I won't know it. David, what's my middle name? I don't know. See? Exactly. I don't even know. Be- before this, I didn't even have one. So, yeah, exactly. Oh. oh, this is just... See, Olaf, I don't think we're in any fit state to give you anything... So if you just let us go... Uh, best that you confess sooner rather than later before you are just puddles of mud. Yeah, we did it. Oh, you've got us, Olaf Mark II. Yeah, well, we know you did it. That's not really the question. We just want to know what you were trying to do. And again, I've... what are you not getting here, Olaf Mark II? What's the problem here? We don't know what we did. We've forgotten. But uh, we definitely did do it. I'll tell you that much. Maybe you will be less wire-jawed if I separate you two and if I can just... Freeze your mind! David and I, we might have a little time to talk, eh, David? What have you done to James? James! 
James! Yeah, I'm just simply flows in his uh, atomic alignment, you know? His math is zero, but his spirit lives on in uh, VR form. So he's not dead, he's just... He's just frozen. Oh, no, he's... He, no, no, he is dead. That Yes, cool. You know, uh, the mortal coil is but one dimension here. This, this is a three-dimensional prison. Oh, I see. The three... Four, if you count time. The three or four-dimensional prison where death has no meaning. Wow, well, I don't know if to be terrified by that or not. Yeah, well, you, you, I, I would be, yes. Right, okay. So are you interrogating me now, or are you interrogating him now he's frozen? So what's, the, what's, the, what's the crime? We'll say we did it. You can let us on our way. Well, I, I guess it's a kind of catch-22, because we're not quite sure what you were trying to do. So if you could, you know, freely admit what you were doing, you will get out of this hellscape of your own minds. This entire mindscape is determined by the prisoners, including yourself, so there should be a clue here somewhere. Uh, maybe dig deep. What do you mean it was determined by me? Did I, did I have some sort of say in the construction? Am I an architect? A town planner? Ah, that's one way to put it. The prison itself is constructed from the subconscious mind. Elements of your being and your memory may appear in the form of uh, scenery, landscape, or just uh, inhabitants, you know? Oh, I see. So that's why there was an Inky Steve tattoo parlour down on 5th. Yes, don't know what that is, but it sounds like something an earthling would have, yes. Yeah, there was a bloke I used to know, he used to, he used to tattoo people, and I thought, why is he set up here? I thought it was weird that he was setting up in an alien prison. Think hard, young David, think very closely. I need one piece of information, and your life depends on it. But you don't know what information it is. Well, I, I know this much. It's a piece of information that will set you free. It's why you are here. What were you trying to do? Yeah, see, the thing is, Olaf, Mark II, I don't know. How many times can I tell you, I'm afraid I don't know? You know, I'm terrified. This is a very strange place. You're a strange being. Gruel goes right through me. I am not enjoying it. The bathroom facilities are subpar. Do not think that if I could get out of here by giving you that information, I would offer it up. I'm what they call back on Earth a coward. I would break very easily, but I do not know what you are talking about. Your VR headset is melting my cerebellum as we speak, and it is destroying any chance of you getting from my mind the information that you want. Well, I think you've uh, outstayed your welcome by quite a bit. If I could just freeze your mind. And yes, I, I may just uh, unfreeze your mind. Ugh. Oh, David. My God, David's turned into a giant ice cube under the eight moons, eh? Oh, back here again, am I? Oh, God. Olaf. God, what are you doing here? Uh, I'll explain again. Uh, it's not Olaf. It's the hologrammatic projection of a person that you know so that uh, we could get some quite important information from you. Well, if you were going to do that, I'd pick someone that we knew that would be a bit more... had a bit more uh, authority behind them, you know? Because Olaf, he's a bit... He's a bit of a soft character, really. He's a bit of a pushover. You know, he's a lovely chap, obviously, but um, I once saw him cry when a butterfly landed on his leg. So he hasn't really got the iron fist that you would expect from a judge. Oh, my God. He's just turned into a 50-foot man with legs like trunks of tree and a belt, a belt buckle that says, Harder than you. Oh, my God. A mullet. Two moustaches. He's still morphing. He's, he's only 30 foot now, still morphing. 
my god, what are, who, are, who are you? Who are you, giant man? I am Justin Kaserak! Oh my god, it's Justin Kaserak, I know you, sir! I remember you! Is this enough authority for you now? Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Is my fist iron enough to extract the information we require? Anything. What do you need? I need to know, what were you planning with David? What was your plan? I had planned a birthday party, a joint one with me and David. We hadn't decided where or when yet because our birthdays aren't on the same day or same month, but it was going to happen, I swear. Were you planning to have this party in space? No, sir. In fact, I don't really even remember going to space. Is this space? Sorry, what? what? Is this space? No, this is virtual reality! Right. We've confined you to the virtual reality so we can enter your mind. Yeah, I'm just, I'm struggling to concentrate because a lot of my brain just dropped out of my ear. Is there something I can help you with that requires little to no knowledge or, or memory? It's... It's, it's, it's hard to describe what forgetting something is like because you can't really describe what you've forgotten. But um, again, don't actually remember what we were doing or why or when or how. You know, uh, it seems kind of implausible that two radio DJs uh, would go into space more than once, apparently. We've been there a couple of times, actually. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, don't really know. Uh, stay with me, I guess. The way I look at it, boy, one of two things is happening here. Number one, you are the finest actor in the land, and really you know what is happening and you are deceiving even the mighty Justin Kaserak. Could be, could be. My money's not on that, though. Option two, the VR headset is not calibrated properly for the homo sapien brain. And it is destroying your brain cells, one by one. And the information that we require is dying with your sanity. Yeah, that sounds good. Let's go with number two. And the way I see it, we need your brain to reform. Maybe you don't know anything, but maybe you do. David, you've been unfrozen. Oh, your legs are back to normal. One stubbier than the other, but that was always the case. Enough of your idiocy! I've brought you back so I can address you both at the same time. Saves time. Indeed. I'm undecided whether you are the greatest actors in the world, managing to deceive even I, Justin Kaserak. Or you don't know a thing. I just don't know. I can't tell at this time. But... As a way of loosening those tight lips of yours. Maybe a hundred years wandering around. This virtual reality nightmare will make you talk. Or it'll melt your brains completely and you'll be absolutely worthless to me. But either way, something will happen. Well, it is a quick question, Justin. Um, humans don't actually last a hundred years and um, we'll probably be dead by a hundred years, so... You know, unless time works differently in these uh, these virtual worlds you've created for us, then you'll probably be dead. Pah! Does time work differently in the VR world? Of course it does! 100 years in virtual reality isn't 100 years to you Earthlings. 
Oh, thank God, because I was worried there for a second. I imagine what David is probably what like a uh, like a hundred years or like a minute or something weird like that. I imagine the ratio must be pretty extreme. One hundred years in virtual reality is equivalent to ninety years of real life. Right. Therefore, for every year that you experience in reality, you will only have aged approximately three hundred and six days. Right, yeah, okay. I don't think you know that much about, um, you know, human biology because, um, Justin, you, you seem to be, you seem to be, you know, kind of vanishing there, you know, you seem to be you know, going back into a light beam, but I just thought you said, no, we'll probably be dead. Justin, come back! Come back, Justin! You're key back to the real world! Quick smart, coming to show. Welcome back to the Quick Smart Comedy Show on Sound Art Radio, coming from a VR prison of our own making inside a literal prison in space. I'm your host, James, I think, and this is probably David, I think. No, I'm getting, I think, I think I'm called Clint. Clint. I'm just getting a Clint, a Clint's vibe from me, yeah, I don't think, right. David doesn't ring a bell. I think your name is... Was it Cluston? Was that your name? Yeah, that... Dougie or something? Doug? Yeah, yeah Cluston right. and Dougie. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah. That sounds familiar. Um, yeah, if I can just explain to the uh, the listeners what's what's going on. We've been walking through this desert of misery. The scenery rapidly changes. I mean, we walked over a small volcano, uh, followed by a... Ice Fortress, that was interesting, wasn't it? I've been walking around with you as well, um, Dougie, and just trying to, yeah, figure out what's going on. I mean, And then the next thing that we knew was uh, we were walking along this uh, dirt, dirt path up to, uh, it looks like a boxing ring, actually. Um, any idea why there's a boxing ring in front of us? I don't even know what that is. Right, okay, yeah. Do you want to describe what's going on, sorry? That looks like a, um, a sort of quite ragged man. He's, uh, he's getting on a bit. He's, he's had a, a full life by the look of the, uh, the wrinkles on his face. He's got a couple, of, uh, a couple of gloves on and he's punching what I can only describe as some sort of giant space lizard. Uh, the lizard also wearing um, blue gloves compared to the old man's red gloves and they're just, um, they're just pounding away at each other. Shot for shot going at it, yeah. Quite interesting, the, uh, the lizard is actually losing and the, uh, the man seems to be pummeling in now, he's in the corner. Yeah, and the space lizard's just been knocked out, clean cold by this, this uh, older, haggard man. I've just got a flashback. I, you know, I don't remember everything, but I, that face would never escape my memory. That's, that's 80s icon, pop idol Bob Geldof, David. Oh my God, I just remembered your name, David. Bob Geldof was a space lizard. I don't know if it's just being around this kind of immortal character that is Bob Geldof, but my memories start to flow back. Oh, yes. I'm getting it now. It's Bob Geldof! I can remember! Bob, are you coming to save us, Bob? What's going on? If, from what I remember, he's some sort of revered godlike figure, isn't he, James? Well, yeah, to us he is, yes. I've just had a thought, David. This could be another illusion. You know, we are in some sort of castle of illusion, and this could just be another pawn sent to seduce us. Well, you could be right. We should we should tread carefully. This could be, you're right, Bob Geldof Mark II rather than the real Bob Geldof. I mean, have you ever seen Bob Geldof box a space lizard? I, have, I certainly haven't. Well, yeah, not recently anyway. No, so I'm, I'm, I, this can't be Bob. Excuse me, stranger. 
Stranger, please turn around, face us. Who said that? I did. The man in front of you, uh, James, alongside me is David. Um, yeah, we just had a quick question to ask you. Uh, are you a hologram? Are you here to box me? I'll box you good, boys. I'll take both your on at the same time. Just a quick tete-a-tete, David. I don't... I think... I think it is the real Bob Gardoff. One, because um, he is sweating a lot, which I've seen nothing else do here. And two, he doesn't seem to know who he is. So I'm thinking, David, that maybe he's here in prison as well as us. Maybe he's the third man. Oh, I see. Yes, because Olaf knew he was supposed to be Olaf. Justin Kaserak. He knew he was Justin Kaserak, whereas this guy doesn't know it's Bob. So yes, it makes sense. He's in VR. His brain's melting. He's either punch drunk or there's a quick test we could do uh, to see if his mind has melted to ice cream. If you just bear with me, David. Bob, do you know your name? What? Yep, as I thought, David. He is one of us. Oh, it's good to see you, Bob. Obviously, you don't know who you are, but you're Bob Geldof. Guys, put up or shut up. We're going to... Duke it out or not? Uh, no, didn't plan to. Planned more to escape this hellish nightmare that uh, has encapsulated the three of us. And uh, yeah, just uh, thought maybe you might want to get out of here too. To be honest, my earliest memories is being punched in the face by the space lizard. And then I punched him back. He punched me. I punched him back. I raised up my arms like the champion that I am. And now I'm talking to you guys, so... Yeah, I mean, looking over at the scoreboard, it does say 8,000 to 4, so you have been doing it quite a while. Bob, you're a custodian of our galaxy, you know? You're, you're, you're top brass. You're King Lear to David's Othello. You're Lady Macbeth to David's cowboy Bob Thornton. Those oddly confused references are coming, or how would it come back to me? I think what we've got to do, David, I think what helps is that you've got to shake the mind loose, like he did for us, by just being in our mere presence. Oh. James, you're right. That seems to really connect with him. He seems to be remembering things. Stand back. I'm going to get inside Bob's mind. David, I've got an idea. Bob, come close. Right, yeah. Bob, if you kneel before us, right, David, put your hand on his head. And Bob, put your hand on his head. So now, sorry, it's getting confusing now. Both hands of each person is on the other person's head. Right. Actually, Bob, if you stand up, because the kneeling's not really helping us out at all. My mind to your mind. Your thoughts to my thoughts. You are the greatest entertainer who ever lived on planet Earth. You are Bob Galdoff. You hold the privileged position of being a custodian of our galaxy. You watch over not only County Cork, but the whole of Ireland. You saved James and I's hide when we were in the space station. You tangled with your greatest foe, yet greatest friend, Snarlax, head of the custodians. Yeah, David, I thought I'd just tag in there. I've actually put a mind mode on you and Bob. If I can just say my mind to your mind and your mind as well. Your mind to my mind to his mind as well. You, um, you are on a Segway, Bob. You once charged down an army of imps. Um, you destroyed at least five Death Stars. Two of them were Dyson Spheres, only supplying power to planets so they could be carbon neutral, Bob. It's coming back to me now. I'm Bob Geldof. And I'm part of a, a gang, the, the custodians of the galaxy. That's right. That's right, Bob. Yeah, you're remembering correctly. Oh, I can remember now. S Snarlax, me, Mrs. Quaid. 
Rusty Crudes, we were having a we were having a chat about how we were gonna, you know, save the galaxy again. Yeah, if you could just fill us in, what what? Obviously, you took us on some sort of mission, I'm guessing. Where we, I guess, we were your 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 heavies, perhaps, or your, you know, your confidants. Oh, uh, you weren't so much me heavies as me couple of lighties that I brought along with me for the plan. You see, you two were integral to my plan. It was all mine. You know, Snarlax chipped in a few ideas. You know, coordinates, times. Uh, ways to uh, infiltrate the prison, that kind of thing. But, you know, I came up with the idea of bringing you two along. Yeah, I guess, I guess when did the plan go wrong is my next question, Bob. Obviously, we didn't mean up to end up in prison. Well, if I'm honest, the plan so far has gone 100% correctly. Uh, what, what do you mean, sorry? We've learnt that there is a secret, massive galactic space weapon that's being built. There's always about space weapons with you, Bob. Sorry to interrupt, but... You know, every time we meet you, there's a Death Star or some sort of ray gun. This is what the enemies of the galaxy are building right now, and we need to stop them. And that's why I brought you two along to help me steal the secret plans to the base. Okay, next question. Uh, why are you in prison as well? Why am I in prison? Yeah. Well, everything was going great. Let's break it down. Let's break it down, Bob. Sorry. So the plan was... Uh, David and I, uh, David, just be, he's, he's in stunned silence, apparently. We were to be put in prison. Okay. Uh, I don't know why we would agree to that. You probably didn't tell us that part, but we probably thought we were going to be some sort of heroic figures with some cool costumes or something, you know, going alongside you on an adventure. Little did we know, though, that we would uh, turn up in the prison next to one Bob Geldof. Uh, at one point, I presume the plan was for you not to end up in prison. Everything you just said then is 100% correct. Part of the plan was that you two guys were supposed to end up in prison. That bit has gone perfectly, as I can see from your matching orange jumpsuits. 215. Great number, it looks great. Orange really suits you guys. You two were supposed to end up in prison. You two are my scapegoats. You see, while the alien world is fascinated by these two humanoids from another planet, and then while the aliens were figuring out what you were, I would sneak around the back, jump over the fence, and then I'd look for the secret plans, I'd find them, I'd burn them, and then the Death Star would be no more. Right. Um, I, my problem with that, Bob, is um, most uh, intergalactic species who have mastered, you know, intergalactic travel, uh, they don't actually have back fences they have quite elaborate kind of security systems. So if I'm hearing you right, what I think's happened is that you went in kind of half-cocked, uh, not realising that they would have any defences, and then you've got yourself caught straight away. Once again, your observations are impeccable. Uh, yeah, well, I guess this is why Snarlax does most of the planning for your missions, because he, you know, has some sort of schematic. That's right, yeah, I was expecting just to sort of, you know, hop the fence like I did as a kid when I'd go scrumping. It was uh, 18 times higher than I was anticipating. I'd only practiced scaling a fence which was eight and a half feet high. They put me in here. <laughs> what was that hideous noise? David, what's going on? I don't know, there's another figure appearing. That's four figures in one frame. The ram can't handle it. I've started to go eight bit. You fools. I purposefully introduced you to Bob Geldof and that he couldn't help but explain himself to you and reveal his dastardly plan. And now I know he was after the Death Star plans. 
Yeah, for a second though, I thought you meant like you had introduced us to Bob Gerdoff all those years ago when we met him, and I was going, oh, well, what a reveal. But no, what you did was just introduce us to one of the only other prisoners you had, so I guess thinking about it, it was probably quite inevitable, really, so... Don't know how much credit you can really take for that, but, you know, I applaud you anyway. Well done. Well, you've got to admit, boy, that it worked. And it'll only get words for you, boys. It's vines wrapping around my legs and now they're turning into stone, David. I can't move. Is he Medusa? Has he turned us to stone? Bob, do something, Bob. I can't. It's round my neck. I mean, a bit redundant because we're already in a prison, but okay, yeah. I guess now we can't move. At no point were the cards in our hand. I know. I don't want you peddling your your destructive quest among the space lizards. Do you call them space lizards as well? So they're alien lizards to you. They're not from this planet, like yourself. They're from an alien planet called... Sorry, what's the delay, sorry? Do you not know? I was just checking my memory banks, but it, it doesn't appear to have been uploaded there. But I do know they're called space lizards, and they're known to be the worst race of boxers in the galaxy. I resent that. I'll have you know, I'm, I'm Irish born and bred. Boxing's in me blood. I could defeat any alien. Don't be implying that it was an easy victory that I was boxing low-hanging fruit. <laughs> David, can I just have a quick tete-a-tete with you, David? Sure thing. David, I just noticed there, if we ask him complicated questions, his kind of processing power, the RAM, he, he seems to get kind of uh, lagged down with all that information and he's got to check his database. Maybe if we overload him with questions, his programming will freeze and will give us a chance to escape. That is a brilliant idea, James. What kind of questioning are you thinking? Um, oh god, now, now, well, that's a good question, David, right. Uh, Let's, you know, machine gun him with questions from me, from you, from me, from you. Right. Uh, yeah, actually, just in case, Rocky, I've just got a quick question before you imprison us for the rest of our lives. I just wanted to know the uh, mass of a dying neutron star. Do you know? A dying neutron star? Well, it depends what, uh, it depends on the gravity of the, uh, the neighbouring solar systems and... Dave, I think it's working. You can see, like, he's, you can see the buffering above his head. It's got that little circle. I hit him with another one, quickly. Mr. Caserack, I've got another one for you. If a white dwarf goes supernova within three parsecs of a Dyson sphere, what is the energy output of the neighbouring super galaxy? David, I think we've got him against the ropes here, David. I just came with one big one now. Uh, if a black hole was to invert its own polarity and use the energy of itself to transform its own mass, what would that mass then convert into, if not antimatter? The, 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 the polarity... Quick, Bob, I think he's frozen, which means that we've got a chance to escape. Look, all the ground around us is morphed back into a yellow kind of blob. David, he looks like he's free as well. We just wriggle out that and just, let's get out of here, quick. Quick, smart, coming to show. Welcome back to the Crooks Comedy Show on Sign Up Radio. You join us as me and David and Bob Gerdos try to escape a collapsing VR environment of our own making as all the scenery collapses around us. I'm not sure why I'm tired, but apparently part of the program is that when you exercise in the VR world, you get tired in real life too. I can confirm. You also sweat as well when you exercise in VR. I think uh, we overloaded uh, Justin Case Racks. Sorry, we've really got to stop, James. 
I think all the processors have gone into overload because we froze the program, David. Um, just for the listeners, we've approached what looks like a giant um, kind of temple pyramid that's built either side of crumbling pillars, stones flying everywhere, it's collapsing upwards, kind of going into the swirl above our heads. And just look, look, David, there, above the pyramid, a big neon sign saying EXIT, spelt in Spanish. Not sure why it's Spanish, I didn't take Spanish, so that must be you. No, I didn't do Spanish either, so that's a bit confusing. Yeah, you're telling me. Right, Bob, let's go. We found the exit, come on. What are we going to do, I presume, is walk through the exit and we're out of here. Come on, Bob, let's go. I can't let you do that, my amigos. Sorry, Bob, are you speaking Spanish? That's right. My second tongue is Spanish. Right, okay, I guess, yeah. A lot of Spanish aliens are there? No. Right, okay, and what about the thing where you said don't leave yet and then you grabbed my and David's arm? I can't let you go. There's more to be done here. We need to find the Death Star plans. I need to find the Death Star plans. What do you mean, sir? We are in some sort of VR environment. We're going to find them in here. We're going to get out of here. They're not in the VR environment. They are inside of one of you. What do you mean, Bob? Sorry, I don't understand. David, a, a third eye just appeared on Bob's head. It's opening. There's some sort of weird light coming out, David. I can't move. Me too, James. I've been frozen. I can't get to the exit. Do you remember a couple of years ago, the two of you were on a Dyson Sphere? with me. It rings a bell, Bob. Do you remember? We were on the Dyson Sphere. We were there to foil the plans of the Door Tracks Society. Well, it, at the time I thought I was, you know, fighting the good fight, standing up for the little guy, taking down the big, you know, the big empire that was trying to crush, crush everyone else. The irony, of course, was that I was there crushing everyone else. So, you know, that irony is <laughs> not lost on me. But I digress. You two were secreted down a corridor, you know, down, down away from the action. You were there next to one of the door tracks monitors to access their computer system. Are you familiar, lads, with the computer? In concept, yes, we are, yeah. You two were there. You had access to the door tracks system. You had access to the plans for their Death Star. They're in your brain somewhere, lad, and I can't have you going rogue and creating your own Death Star. Right, okay. Don't know if you know this about us, but we don't have the resources, even as a species, to create a Death Star. So, um, another thing, Bob, is that that entire panel, uh, we looked at it for about 30 seconds whilst, you know, contemplating the fact that we we're going to blow up, and it was all indoor traxian. And even if we hadn't at the time thought that we only had minutes to live and that we were about to die, I don't think I'd even bother learning how to make a, you know, a Death Star, because it's just, it's just not in my nature. I think you've shot a blank for that one, Bob. The reason I set up this virtual reality world. You created this then, did you? That's right. You're the creator, are you? You're the Alpha, the Omega. It was a test. A test of your morals. A test of your ethics. A test to see whether in the face of great danger, in the face of life imprisonment on an alien planet, would you break? Would you divulge the secrets? 
Would you tell another who perhaps had the resources to make the Death Star? Would you tell them about the Death Star? If I knew that's what I was supposed to be doing, I would have said straight away. You've passed the test, boys. You didn't divulge the information, which it turns out you didn't even have. Literally, I would, I would love to leak that information right now if I had it. I agree, James. You know, when, when we were being grilled by Justin, I, I, would have, I would have told him every nut and bolt that went into that Death Star just to have half an hour cut off my sentence. Sorry, we, we, David and I are still suspended in animation, just uh, floating above you there. Uh, oh, sorry, I'll close my third eye. Dad, just floating back to... Okay, uh... So what are you guys saying? You don't know. You don't have in the recesses of your minds... The plans to the Dortraxian Death Star. Which I'm not even sure actually that they were building, you know, they were, they were a gentle, peaceful race. We don't, Bob. A uh, couple of reasons why, uh, as we pointed out, don't read Dordraxian. Only look at that screen for 30 seconds. That screen wasn't any plans for a Death Star. So at no point, Bob, could we have seen those plans, because they weren't plans, and uh, remembered them. Right. I fear I might have wasted your time, lads. That's just, we don't even have to say that anymore. This disclaimer on the old radio show. At least, you know, this whole adventure was in keeping with the tone of your show, then. I guess it was. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Because we obviously we do a comedy show, so... Do you? Yeah. Well, I guess there's no more reason for us to be in this virtual world then, guys. Should we, uh, head off to the old, uh... Whatever Spanish is for exit. We're just gonna slowly walk uh, to the exit now, Bob. I don't know if you, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, let's just all walk through that, shall we? Yeah, okay. Yeah, just take that off, put that on the side there, Bob. Wow, well that was a thing, wasn't it? Are you telling us that you've wasted an entire week of our lives trying to extract information from us that we could never have conceivably even held in our little brains? No, don't worry, guys. I've only wasted one hour of your life. We started at the beginning of your show because I knew you guys would be here at that time, so... Yeah, I mean, we invited you onto the show. It's, it's coming back to me now. Obviously, you were the main guest. Uh, we were going to promote your new album. Probably not going to do that now, Bob. That's fair enough. You know, I, uh... When you were just setting up, I just came in and popped these little headsets on your, on your little heads. So, uh, you, you didn't know what was happening, and... I remember struggling now quite a bit, yeah. Thrashing quite a lot, and... My, my next question, I guess, Bob, is because a lot of what happened doesn't make any sense on any level. It sounds like a, some sort of inception kind of thing, but really, when you think about it, it just doesn't add up. Uh, one of those things is the fact that we didn't seem to remember who we were for a while. No, well, you see, when I was trying to set them up, you know, there's so many... I don't know if you've ever bought a VR headset. There's a lot of wires. For something that's supposed to be virtual, there's a lot of hardware. And I wasn't sure where any of the wires were supposed to go, so I think I might have accidentally... Plugged some of David's into yours, James, and plugged some of the wires from James's into David's. And, you know, I accidentally plugged, you know, some of them into, I think, that plug over there. And just so there was a, a big mishmash of wires. And I think just, you know, it started sparking quite a lot before I entered the VR um, the VR world, and I think just, I hadn't set it up properly. Right, yeah, I mean, yeah, thinking about it now, I'm just looking at the headset, there's a lot of loose cables coming out of it already, um, one of them's plugged into a lamp, for some reasons in a pile of water, a lot of sparks coming out of that. Uh, yeah, it's quite weird, there's a lot of scarring in the back of my neck, actually, Bob. Yeah, well, when, actually, when I took the headset off, I didn't realise that one of my eyes had fused to the inside of the headset, so actually, as I took the headset off, one of my eyes came off, because it came out of my skull, well, luckily I managed to just push it back in there. Well, I'm a little bit gutted that I had to buy all of these VR headsets, you know. They're not cheap. Have you ever tried to buy... These are second-hand. They were still £200 each. I don't think I'm going to get a refund. 
They're damaged, you know, I've this water damage on them. That bit's been crushed by some rubble. I stood on that bit before I entered the world. This one took out a lot of my hair when I took it off. I'm, I'm 600 pounds down. I haven't got the plans out of your brains like I was hoping. I haven't managed to, um, you know, appease management by getting some PR for the album. Yeah, I mean, I've lost an eye, so I think we've all got problems here, Bob. I'm now bold. This has been, uh, this is turning out to be the week from hell, James. Yeah, Bob, it's, it's kind of at this point, I'm starting to think you've got some sort of weird obsession with Death Stars, because not only were you positive that there was a Death Star plot going on, but then you entrapped two close personal aides of yourself in some sort of weird, you know. At this point, we've tried to destroy three Death Stars, and there's only been zero Death Stars. Well, that's something uh, that's very observant of you there, James. Something you've picked up on about me is that I do have a slight obsession with the Death Star. I mean, obviously, the uh, that cable out of yours, Bob, you've, you've plugged that into what looks like the ceiling fan, and that's brung down some of the roofing. A lot of that rubble fell directly onto me and David. Maybe that, maybe, I don't know if that caused some of those memory loss. Could have been. Could have been. You know, I was, I was in the VR world with you too. I'd uh, programmed myself to be the uh, world's greatest boxer, so that was a... Uh, Why? Yeah, I, I just always fancied, you know, myself as uh, the light heavyweight champion of the world. Right. Okay. Well, it's always nice to see you, Bob. Yeah, so uh, presumably I can come along for the next show and I can talk about the album. Yeah, we're not going to... Citizens gonna... of Boomtown, out this summer. Quick Smart Comedy Show, devised and performed by David and James, with Dan Davis and Bethan Highgate Betts. Theme song by Karosh Oliver Floyd. For more information and content, visit soundcloud.com/quicksmart and follow us on Twitter at QuickSmartShow. Show.